Hey everybody, how's it going? Um, welcome to our podcast, Flip It and Reverse It. My name is Jasmine and I am joined here today with... Barnaby Jones. And this is the show where we force our interests upon one another. Ooh, and guess what, people? It's my week. It's my week. Up in the house. Gonna make you watch the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Woohoo! Now, I don't know if you guys have seen the Rocky Horror Picture Show, but Barnaby here has never seen it, heard of it, nothing. And I have just forced him to endure it. How you feeling? All 90 minutes of it. Yeah, it's not that long, see? No, it wasn't that long at all. I thought it was going to be a lot longer than that. Well, you know, the, the production, the show on stage is a little bit longer. Um, but yeah, you watched it, and I am anxiously awaiting to see what you thought of it. So tell me, what did overall, did you like it? Did uh, you hate it? Or was it just kind of a strange experience? You'll find out right after this. guys we are going to get this episode rolling like a stone down a hill that's round so mr barnaby yes that's what they do They're, some call them wheels in fact <laughs> stones huh <laughs> yeah you ever heard of cavemen come on I, you ever seen a fred flintstone i have yes actually i have you <laughs> know fun fun fact i actually there was a house where i used to live at and not like where I lived at, but there was a house in the neighborhood where I lived at where a guy actually had like almost like a statue out front of his house of like Fred, Stins, Fred Flintstone's like, you know, like Flintstone mobile, whatever no. you would call it. Yes. Like I, just like sitting in his driveway? Or it's like, like on his yard. front yard. Yeah. That's, like was the, it painted? Yes. It had like little, like the two little like round like wheels with a little seat in the middle, a little thing over top. And he had it just sitting in his front yard. I took a picture was of it. Was it operational? It was like a statue. It was sitting okay. in place. Weird. Way off topic. <laughs> but I'll have to show you that picture because I took a picture of it because it was so like... I, you never show me... I'm so offended that I've never seen this. Anyways, not completely off topic. Speaking of weird things, I just made Barnaby watch the Rocky Horror Picture Show. And if you have watched the Rocky Horror Picture Show, you know that this is one of the strangest cult musicals ever known to man. It is... Aliens and sci-fi and drag and musical and what? And meatloaf? Um, so I just want to know I'm so I'm in dying in anticipation oh. to find out what you thought of this movie. Very, very on the nose there. Thank you. Jokes from the show. Um where to start? I should start with a little bit of background information. Some people, you know, I think some people grow up with musicals and some people do not. Guilty as charged. I am in the camp where I did not grow up with musicals. My parents didn't watch musicals. My family members did not watch musicals. My friends didn't watch musicals. I only... The only musical I saw growing up was like Grease and the occasional like Disney movie. Like, you know, Aladdin and Lion King. I guess yeah. I don't even know if they qualify really. Um, but actually like true musicals? I mean... I legitimately didn't watch one all the way through, with the exception of, like, Greece, like, like I said, until I was, like, in my mid-20s. 
Jeez. So, like, I feel as though like, they just never really appealed to me. I was just like, people just randomly breaking out in song and dance. <laughs> I'm like... I'm like, okay, but what about the plot? And, like, the plot doesn't matter in musicals, it feels like to me. But sometimes I would disagree respectfully. Because oftentimes the plot is forwarded by the lyrics in the song. And oftentimes the emotion is so heightened and so real that you, you there's no other option but to break into song. Okay. Well, I have a lot of emotions here, but I'm not going to break into song. So... <laughs> I, you know, you had me watch with you Singing in the Rain, which is, from what I can understand, a classic. Classic. And one of the best ever, from what I understand. Yes. Now, I felt like there was an adequate amount of, like, plot and songs in there to where it didn't feel like, at any point in time, like, it was just nothing but songs. And then you had me watch another, like, musical uh, called, like, Across the Universe. Yeah. And I felt like that was just so song-heavy that I couldn't figure out what the hell was going on. And I was like, what is going on in this story? And so, <laughs> you know, when I was watching this, I had a really similar feeling to Across the Universe, where I was just like, and on top of the fact, the movie came out in 1975. So I felt like there was uh, kind of an issue with, like, the songs. And, like, because, like, I felt like I could hear, like, the background of, like, all the instruments playing, like, over, like, a lot of, like, Tim Curry's words and some of their other yeah. words. And so, the like, audio I, quality is not superb rewatching it with a critical eye, which, yeah. like, I think I kind of already knew, but I just didn't really, I gave it a pass and I didn't really care. So, like, I couldn't make out a lot of the words that were being said. So, like, half the songs, I literally didn't know what they were saying. Yeah. I was like, well, this is a cool melody, but I have no clue what, what was just said the last few minutes. So I'm just going to tap my feet here, but <laughs> I have literally no idea what's going on. They might as well be singing in Spanish right now. Yeah, and that's fair because, you know, like, if you are a cultist Rocky Horror follower, avid fan, you know all the words to every single song. So it doesn't really matter. But, yeah, the first time I watched it when I was, like, in high school or junior high... I was also just like, what the hell did I just watch? But I didn't care because I was so enamored with Tim Curry. Oh my gosh, Tim Curry. Mm. So, what? who was your favorite performer um, in the show and who was your least favorite performance? Who do you think like did a stellar job and who you're like, ah, I'm not buying it? Well, I feel like the show's kind of surrounded by Tim Curry's character, Frank Furter. Frank Furter, yep. Yeah. Um, I feel like it'd be... A, literally impossible to say someone other than him um i just don't know how you could given the fact that like he had all of the best opportunities to do performances like some of the other characters just weren't written well like they're just written to be like to be kind of like props in his show yeah yeah you know like that's what it felt like uh so i guess with that being said it's not hard to pick who the worst one was because <laughs> there's just a lot of like mediocre like characters in here really yeah it's just like they don't i mean they weren't given the chance to really be great i mean it's not their fault i just feel like you know like you had like i mean like rocky is just like he's just like a frankenstein character so he's just like mm-hmm. a muscle-bound like creation who just runs around and doesn't have any dialogue so that's that's cool bro and then i mean but as the dumb muscle-bound creation who is just there to look pretty and be dumb did he do a good job performing that? Because that's just the stereotype of the role. I mean, 
I guess so, but I mean, well, if you were to watch Fast and Furious, I could just ask you about like how would you feel about oh, Vin Diesel boy. right now? <laughs> and he's just the same guy, right? He's just the muscle bound dude who doesn't have a whole lot of dialogue and just runs around doing random stuff, looking hot. I guess. Did you think he was hot? That's important too. Do you no. find that man to be attractive? No. 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 Um, I would actually have to agree with you. I think that. Um, He's kind of a weird-looking dude, and the haircut is weird, and um, when I was watching this as a kid, I never uh, never was quite on board with him, ever. I gotta say. I don't like a man with too many muscles, I must say. Oh, okay, Susan Sarandon. You know, <laughs> on a side note, is Susan Sarandon, like, Drew Barrymore's mother? What? That I'm, can't be, no, I'm that a, can't be I'm true. I'm asking you a question, is that true? No, there's the, no way. The, like, the, like... Like, I mean, they look so similar. I was like, this has to be her mother. Because, like, they look almost... They're not I, that I, much different in age, are they? They had to be. I mean, Drew Barrymore was that age, like, in, like, 2000 when, like, uh, Charlie's Angels came out. Hold up. And that movie was in 1975. They're, like, spitting images of each other. Hold up. We're going to look this up real quick. While I look this up, so you, you didn't really hear the songs. You couldn't really get a good grasp of what the songs were. But, like, what song re- stands out in your memory? And what song do you remember being like, this is the dumbest song I've ever heard? Uh, the song that stands out in my memory is whatever the song was when they first came into that room. The uh, Time Warp? Yes. Let's and, do the Time Warp again. Yeah, that song. That, that one seemed to be the most catchy. I definitely felt myself, like, liking that one the most. And they also, like, slung it at the end, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that would definitely be the one. Nice. Um, by the way, uh, Drew Barrymore's mom is named Jade Barrymore, and she looks like just a normal old chick. So, you're wrong. I guess so. She's Louise. Um, I, not that you asked, but, um, my, I personally, like, I, when I watched this as a kid, I always thought that everyone did really good, but watching it again and having seen it live so many times and having been in it live, Susan Sarandon kind of doesn't do a great job. I mean, she's she's got the, like, dumb, ditzy blonde down, and she makes a couple good comedic choices, but, like, compared to the rest of them, she is weak. And her, like, I don't know, like, her singing is just, like, very breathy. And I was like, wow, I didn't really ever look at Susan Sarandon so critically before, but I think she's kind of got a weak performance out of all of them. Like, Brad, super solid. Obviously, Tim Curry. I think... Uh, Riff Raff, who is the handyman with the humpback, I think he's hilarious. Is that Meatloaf? Uh, no, Meatloaf was Eddie, the uh, saxophone man who got killed. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Do you not know what Meatloaf looks like, babe? I definitely do not. Damn. Barnaby, you're killing me. You're killing me, man. Come on, bat out of hell? I mean, do, are you supposed to have, like, a mental Rolodex of what every singer from the 70s and 80s looks like? Is that, like, no, a, is that like a I requirement just, for I most people? I guess I love Meatloaf so much that I just knew. But, uh, yeah, cool. Meatloaf was Eddie. And um, Susan Sarandon, of course. And then, um, yeah, uh, Patricia Quinn, apparently. Most of the cast is the original cast from the uh, broad not broadway the uh, uk production of it there was a stage musical before it was the movie and they uh, brought them over and but the um the people who were producing it were like well we can't just have uk actors so we got to throw a couple american actors in there and that's how you get susan sarandon and um brad whatever his name is whatever name brad's name is that guy is his yeah. name brad too 
I have no idea. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, that dude. Uh, but yeah, so... You liked Time Warp. That's good, because that is, like, maybe the most culty song of them all. Everybody knows the Time Warp. Everyone loves to dance the Time Warp. Uh, it's, it's a total bopper, right? Brad's name, actor, was Barry Bostwick. Okay, so it's close. He's a b-boy. A b-boy? <laughs> yeah, he does moves. Oh, okay. You can see him on the street, performing. Okay. Throwing it down. <laughs> So overall, um, after the break here, we're going to get to some fun trivia and some quirky, weird questions. But overall, generally, did you like this movie, or did you find it like plot-wise? Did you were you did you could you follow it, or was it just so confusing you'd have no idea what you just watched? I was able to somewhat piece it together, but I'll share my thoughts on it when we come back. <laughs> Coming here on the break here with a quick little segment we like to know call Getting to Know Your Host. Woo! And this week I am going to be asking Barnaby some questions. Oh yeah. Yeah, and Barnaby does not know what these questions are. Nope. Alright, so here it goes. Ready. First question. Yep. Which would you pick? Unlimited taco supply or the dopest, dankest, most incredible burrito you've ever experienced in your life? Uh unlimited taco supply. Wow, you're going to go for quantity over quality? Hell yeah. I'm poor. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, you said unlimited. What the hell? <laughs> I, did, I guess I was a little ridiculous. Yeah. Um, okay. So, next one. You are a young Pokemon trainer. Which of the three Pokemon do you choose on your first day? Okay, this is easy. It's always Bulbasaur. What? Always. Really? Every time. Yes. Why? 100%. It's just the most logical sense because the first gym is rock and the second gym is water. So, like, you just get through <laughs> the first two gyms where you have the advantage by the time that, like, you get to Lieutenant Surge, like, Ivysaur is already strong enough to be able to handle Raichu. All right, yeah, that was not a uh, emotional-based answer, definitely logic-based, uh, 100%. What if you decide to walk around the other way? What do you mean? Like, you don't have to go to that gym first. Maybe you live in a different town. Maybe you don't live in Pallet Town. Listen, I, I don't know. I've only ever done this one way, okay? <laughs> and the way is with Bulbasaur. When I was really young, the first time I ever did it, I did it with Charmander, and I realized that was a mistake. Charmander is like a cool pick, but makes it a little tougher. Yeah. All right, uh, what is your uh, Harry Potter, Gryffindor, Gryffindor, Ravenclaw, Slytherin, what are you? I am a Ravenclaw. Are you like a, at all a cusper? I don't know. I've only taken this test once, and it was with somebody who, like, like had the computer, and, like, they were asking me the questions, and I was answering them, so I didn't even, like, actually, like, press the buttons mm. myself, so I don't know if there was, like... They might have fudged your results. I don't know, but it said Ravenclaw. I stuck with it. I was like, okay. All right. And my final question for you is, if you could go to any place in the world today on this day, instead of being where we are right now, where would you go today? India. Random, why? There's a lot of history there, and it's all things that I feel like I would want to explore just from spirituality and just um, the way that they go about treating their medicine and just, I mean, I feel like 
the history in that area just dates back kind of like equivalent to what China does. So we're talking about like thousands of years, almost like maybe even before Egypt. Um, I'm a history buff. I would love just to go there and just experience a different culture. And other fun fact, their food is amazing. Like fair top three in the world for cuisine. All right. Well, this has been getting to know your host. Woo! And we will see y'all in just a second. We'll get back to some Rocky Horror Picture Show. All right, welcome back, guys. So now, just to lighten things up a little bit, I am going to go over here and look at my little notepad. I took notes like a real live professional. Um, this is a business, all right? And the business proposition is I took notes so that I wouldn't be a ding-dong having nothing to say. So I took down some fun trivia facts and maybe some just some of these are obvious ones that, you know, anybody who is an avid fan of Rocky knows. And some of them are ones that even I didn't know. So I kind of wrote some of these down and I'm going to share them with you, Barnaby, and we're going to just discuss what we think about those. So I'm curious, did you notice in the first scene where um, Brad and Janet are getting engaged... There were the three people that were doing the backgrounds, and the river was deep, and I swam it, and they went, Janet, and they were, like, moving around the coffin and stuff. Yes. Did you notice who those people were? No, I had no idea. I mean, they just looked like, you know, it was like a farmer and two ladies. They were actually Columbia and Riff Raff and Magenta, oh. dressed up in different outfits and wigs, and, yeah. Oh. And actually, if you look on the very first uh, frame where they're taking the big group photo, the wedding photo. Yeah. Frankenfurter is the priest. He's standing in the very back. Oh, okay. So it's a, it's a kind of an, everybody kind of knows that after they've watched it the first time. But like the first time I watched it, I didn't pick it up either. And then someone was like, my mom was like, oh yeah, that's him. And I was like, what? Wigs? Makeup? What? Who knew? Oh. So that's kind of a fun Easter egg. All of the specialties of Hollywood, wigs and such. Right. Wigs and such. <laughs> you can have five different hair colors, baby. I think that part's really funny because they're also, like, really bad wigs, too. And it's, like, it's very clear that, like, you know, Riff Raff and Magenta, they are the help. They don't want to be on this planet. They hate it. They love Transylvania. So the fact that they are having to be backup singers in this stupid song about these stupid humans' love, ugh, just brilliant, man. Don't you think? Well... You know, it took me a while to realize that they were actually aliens. You know, I think they yeah. basically, when they had that little, like, when, um, uh, God, what was that one character's name? Uh, Riff Raff. Yeah. I, just, I wanted to call him Igor. I was, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's not, Honestly, who, it's not it's who he is. Pretty much. There's uh, a lot of references to old sci-fi movies. So, yeah. I mean, so basically. I almost called him Igor. So Riff Raff. When he was just like, oh, you know, I think it's an Earthling. That was like my first, I was like, oh, they're aliens? I was like, okay. Earthling. Uh, humans. Yeah, Noah. And then there also, there's the line at the dinner table where Dr. Scott reveals, it's worse than I thought, aliens. Yeah, that was a little bit, that was after that fact, though. You caught on quicker than that? Well, the second thing he said, Earthling, it was hard to ignore that. Yeah, I grow weary of this world, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so it was, uh... Yeah, I definitely caught on to that at that point in time. I was spending a long time in this, like, show trying to figure out what exactly I was watching. <laughs> I, just, I just, you know, because, like, it's, like, 
for me, I have certain things that I grew up with, you know, these like nostalgia things, you know, like Harry Potter's and, you know, like for like young like boys, it was like Dragon Ball Z or like things, I love it. things of that nature. So like, you know, sometimes like when you're watching something as an adult for the first time, you're yeah. like, you're like detached from all that, like childhood nostalgia. So like none of that hits you. So you're just watching things for what it is. <laughs> and I didn't have any of that, so I was able to be like, you know, there's just uh, some weird stuff going on here. <laughs> I'm not sure what I'm watching yet, but I'm going to keep watching. Yeah, musical, alien, sci-fi, uh, horror movie. No genre, and the plot gets very loose very quickly. Um, so, some more trivia here. So, uh, we went over that one. Um, this one's really fun. So, Riff Raff, a.k.a. Igor, as you said, he actually is the person who wrote the original stage show and the music. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, Richard O'Brien is his real name. And, um, yeah, he also is the person who sings the um, opening credits song, the science fiction, bow, 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 double right. feature. So he's that's the him lips. singing that. The lips are not his. The lips are Tim Curry's? No. The lips are Patricia Quinn's, Magenta's. Oh. And in fact, this I just read this trivia. Patricia Quinn was really upset because she, well, in the original stage production, what happens is whoever plays Magenta also sings that beginning opening credit song. And they come out dressed as like an usherette and they have like a little bag of snacks and popcorn. And they're like basically introducing the show and being like, we're going to go see the show. And I'm so excited. And they like are a super fan of the show. So Patricia Quinn, when she signed on for this, assumed that she would be singing that song. And then she was really upset when she found out she wasn't, but they still had her do the lips for it, and then they just had Richard O'Brien sing it, which is weird, right? That is weird. And I mean, it's kind of, it's weird, but also, like, Richard O'Brien's voice is so weird and, like, distinct that anytime I hear that song, I think of him singing it, you know? It's just like, science fiction. He's, like, really got this, like, nasally kind of oddball voice. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, so it's interesting. But yeah, I guess Patricia Quinn was not thrilled when she found out that she was not going to be singing that song. Because when you think about it, other than that, Magenta doesn't really have a solo or much of a moment at all, except being weird and having elbow sex with her brother. Right, which is what I was kind of like tying into in that first segment when I was talking about like how I felt like most of the other characters were just props for like Frankenfurter. Exactly. I was just like, they just don't have a whole lot of stuff to do. Other yeah. than, like, at the very end where they have that, like, kill scene. Take over. Yeah, but that's, like, that's, like, it. So you wait, like, like you know, like, 85 minutes until they finally have their moment. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Richard O'Brien. Um, another double role uh, that's in the original and often is still even done. Not always, but in the original show, Eddie and Dr. Scott are supposed to be played by the same person. So Eddie gets killed, and then comes back on stage, dressed up as an old man with old age makeup and stuff, and he plays Dr. Scott. So you can see the family resemblance. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. And also, it's just kind of like, you know, Eddie is an act one only character. Dr. Scott is an act two only character. So it's easy to, you know, double cast that, seeing as the character's dead. And then it's kind of a fun thing for that actor to get to do two totally opposite end of the spectrum roles. 
Um, so not always is it double cast, but I guess that when Meatloaf found out he wasn't going to get double cast and get to play Dr. Scott, he was also pretty upset. Because Meatloaf was actually on the, uh, in the first production that was in California, I want to say. Um, so he had played the role on stage before he had done the movie as well. Yeah, well, who's this director then who was just breaking all these promises? Uh, Jim? I don't know. Jim something. I forget his name. Jim Charmin? Terrible. Charmin Ultra? Terrible. <laughs> Jim Toilet Paper. What dude? Jim Charmin. Charmin. Um, that's very close to my name, but it sounds dumb. It sounds fake. My name sounds real. Sherman sounds like a real name. Oh. Charmin? Not so much. Hence why that's your Instagram tag. Indeed. At the real Jasmine Sherman. Hashtag go follow me. Um, <laughs> hashtag am sponsored by my own Instagram page. Hashtag never want to lose that sponsorship. Um, cool. So, yeah, that's another one. That's great. Uh, let's see. What else do I have here? This was actually Tim Curry's first ever movie film. Did you know that? I did not. What else have you seen Tim Curry in, out of curiosity? <sighs> I mean, this non-extensive list here. I mean... If Psych. <laughs> I, I definitely saw Tim Curry in an episode of Psych. <laughs> and I I don't know other than that, but I loved him in that episode. Let's be fair. Um, I'd have to go through his IMDP, IMDB page. He was Darth Sidious in Clone Wars. Oh, really? He, he's more awesome now. I didn't know that. <laughs> that's so random. Oh, that's fantastic. Okay. See, I didn't even know he voiced him. He was also famously Pennywise the Clown in It, but you don't watch horror films, so you've never seen that, but he's terrifying. G. Gordon Goffrey in Young Justice. Okay, so you know him as a voice actor in a bunch of uh, nerd shows. Hey, listen, you asked me what I knew him from, so I'm I'm giving Come on, Muppets Treasure Island? Muppets Treasure Island? Yeah, I guess that's kind of a weird one. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you're one to talk about. Have you ever seen Legend with uh, Tom Cruise? Tom Cruise is a little fairy boy and he's the devil. I'm literally scrolling through his IMDb as fast as I can right now, and I am not seeing a whole lot. We'll get back to you on this one. Anyways, so yeah, this was his first movie. He had only done really like stage stuff before that. So that's kind of crazy. And I also, this was kind of sad. This one made me sad. I read that... After this, he like got so sick of fans like adoring him and like trying to like get on him basically that he like purposely wanted to make himself look less attractive. I guess like he was like I wanted to make myself look plain and chubby so that people would stop like harassing me. And I was like, that's horrible and weird. It sounds like a terrible problem. There was just so many women Ugh. who wanted my body. So many men that and I just women had to never, eat lots of cheeseburgers fat. to get fat. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. But it's like a weird, humble, like, a, it's a... It's not humble. Ego, ego complaint. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not great. Could um, you, could you imagine that? It's just like, I mean, like, it's like, imagine like LeBron James, like, walked into a basketball court and he was just like, so many people wanted my autograph. I just, I just had to get rid of my hairline. I just had to just <laughs> like start missing shot after shot after shot until no one liked me anymore. <laughs> Get out. I just had too many women. Get um, out. Anyways. Uh, so another thing, the uh, fake corpse of Eddie that was underneath the dining room table. Yeah. Where he ripped off the uh, table setting and there was the fake corpse prop. Yes. The only people who knew that corp was, corpse was being created were Tim Curry, Meatloaf, and the director. All of the other actors in the room had no idea that moment was going to happen. Oh, so that made that like... Authentic. Authentic. Oh, yeah, so okay. I thought that was pretty cool, which I didn't really so know. So maybe Susan Sarandon's, like, 
like screech in that moment was like legit. Well, yeah, I think because I don't know if she's that great of an actress. I don't um, know either. <laughs> but you've seen her before, you know, since Grease was the only other musical you've ever seen. At least you are familiar with the woman. Was she in that? Oh my god, are you kidding <laughs> me? That's like, that's like the thing she's famous for, was being, is being Sandy. That's not Susan Sarandon. Yes, it is. Look no, it up, you n- no, it's, butt. No, it's not. That's Olivia Newton-John. Oh. Yeah. No, no, no. Hold up, though. Susan yeah. Sarandon has, like, done Grease, I thought. Oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I'm so embarrassed. See, I even knew that. I didn't even need to use IMDb oh, for that crap. one. Oh, crap. Oh, poop. Okay, I'm going to go away in a hole and die. Uh, get yourself together. We can IMDb later. Okay, okay. Anyways, doesn't matter. Whatever. Um, <laughs> I didn't say anything. Uh, so here's another thing that I looked up. That it was this is actually kind of legit horrible. Um, they they filmed that in an actual castle. That was not a like set design. That was an actual castle. Oh, so they broke all that stuff in an actual castle. I think so. Yeah. Oh, terrible. I hope they put it back together. It was an actual castle, and it didn't have any heating. So, oh, so that's why they looked all cold all the they, time. Yeah, that's why they, they didn't have any heat in the whole building. And They're like running around naked and stuff? Yeah, half naked. Susan Sarandon literally got pneumonia after filming the like uh, pool scene. And apparently they had one room in the entire castle that had a bunch of space heaters in it where the actors could go to warm up. And then they burnt that room down because the space heaters lit it on fire. That's fantastic. <laughs> Yay, the 70s. Yay. Yeah, right? I'm like, they're like, yeah, let's just do some horrible things and make all of these actors work in very, like, unhealthy conditions and shoot, like, a million scenes half naked in a place with no heat. Great, right? Basically, yeah. Yeah, so um, that's fun. God, I am so embarrassed about Susan Sarandon. I'm sorry. I'm going to go die forever now. Um, anyways, doesn't matter. Let's see here. What else do I got on here? They originally wanted to have Vincent Price be the narrator, but they, uh, he had a a schedule conflict, so they had to find somebody else. Oh, okay. Well, that's a shame. Right? He would have been perfect, I feel like. Yeah, definitely. That's crazy. Brad and Janet actually dated during the production. Oh, like the actors actually dated? Yep. Wow. Yep, yep. And apparently they also wanted Susan Sarandon to get naked during Touch a Touch a Touch a Touch Me. I was actually surprised the one actress like had like her had her boobs out. Oh, and, like, she they, they were flopping. She didn't and, give a damn. And Susan Sarandon didn't do it at all. I was just like, huh, that seems weird that one actress wouldn't one wouldn't. Well, clearly she's got a big stick up her butt. I guess so. Yeah, they were like, we want you to be naked for this, and she was like, nah, ain't gonna do it. You gotta pay me more money. Which, to be fair, have we ever seen Susan Sarandon's boobs? I don't know. Sounds like you didn't do your research. You know what? Clearly I didn't, since I thought Olivia Newton-John was Susan Sarandon. Oh, God, I hope nobody ever listens to this episode. Um, <laughs> so embarrassed. But I think that is pretty much all I had for, for trivia? fun trivia, fun facts, etc. Um, I thought it was really funny that the friggin' castle burnt down. I can't believe that. Like, man, the Film Actors Guild has come a long way. Let's just have these poor people half naked jump into a pool of water and then walk around in an uninsulated castle. Well, if that movie was made today, at least they'd probably be paid well. I mean, yeah, like, and actors... that's the worst part is because this 
film was supposed to have a really big budget and be a big high budget thing, but they insisted on having the original, like most of the original UK cast, and they sacrificed part of their budget so that they could have that cast. Because originally they wanted to just cast all American actors, and the only American actors, of course, are Brad and Janet. So they could have had more money. Maybe they could have even had, you know, a heated blanket. We don't know. (laughs) But we threw it out so we could get Tim Curry and Nell and Patricia and Richard and all the other UK peeps. All right, cool. So we are going to head on now to a little break. And when we come back, I will be asking Barnaby here some random questions, fun questions, some serious questions, perhaps some heartbreaking questions. We don't know. We'll see. I have them written down. I do know what they are, but he doesn't. We'll see in a second. Hello, everyone. We are on another break. Another one? Yeah, we always do too, okay? It's just our thing. Just it's just, get it's used just, to it's it. It's just our thing. Would so, you rather be single or in a duo? Duos are better. Duos are always better. Good so combo. For our second break here today, we are doing a new segment called Random Rants. Random Rants. Random Rants. Random Rants. So our Random Rants for today, I'll have one and Jasmine has one. Jasmine, you're first. Okay, so something that I absolutely hate is when week after week after week, the same coworker texts you and asks if you can cover their same shift every week. And I'm just like, change your availability. Why are you doing this to me? Sometimes maybe I'll say yes, but probably mostly no. And I'm just like, what you, are you dumb? Just change your availability, okay? You've been working here for four years. Like the boss isn't gonna be mad if you say, hey, I can't work Wednesday mornings. And I just, I hate it. Because you should just be smart. Also, when you're working and somebody randomly says something like, Oh my gosh, I totally forgot about this big thing. Can you cover my shift? Like recently a coworker was like, Oh my gosh, I bought concert tickets for my dad and me. And then I totally forgot about it. I'm like, you do not buy the concert tickets until you know you have the night off, you dingbat. Why are people so bad about scheduling their availability and asking for requesting days off? Why is everyone a space cadet? Can't they just get their life in order and be a damn professional like me? Oh, random rants. What's your rant, Barnaby? Random rant. So recently, I found out in the sports world today that there was a scandal in the world of baseball. And let me preface <gasps> by saying that I don't actually really care about baseball that much. I do like baseball-ish, but not really. That's a real scandal. Um, so let's give you a fun little fact here for some of you who don't know about the baseball world. In the 1970s, there was a band by the name of Pete Rose who became the all-time leader for hits in baseball. He's over 4,000. Now, he is number one. Now, later on, Pete Rose got caught betting on games where he was a coach in and he was betting in las vegas on games where he was coaching in and purposely throwing games so that he could (gasps) win money now because of that they took their all-time hit leader for their sport and they banned him for life and they even removed every statue of him removed every picture of him from every clubhouse in all 30 clubhouses across major league baseball severe right severe pretty severe so today what's been going on in the world of baseball is that 
we found out that several baseball teams have been using cameras to steal like pitcher signals because the pitcher and the catcher will kind of like signal back and forth from each other to figure out what their pitch is going to be. Found out that several teams, including the Houston Astros, were using cameras to steal those signs and then like having someone send like pictures to the dugout and then the players would like bang on like trash cans to let the pe- person who was batting know whether it was going to be oh a fastball God. or not. So cheating on a really sophisticated level, right? So oh. the punishment that ended up coming down was that the manager for the Astros and the general manager got fired and that was it. And they were suspended from baseball for a year. And then we, come to, then we come to find out later that the, the, the year that this happened, the Astros won the World Series. Oh. And the next year, the guy who was on the Astros, he left and went to the Red Sox, became their manager, and the Red Sox won the mm. World Series the next year. Sounds a little like our buddy Bill Belichick. A little bit. And, now, bit. and then that guy got fired. So Dang. my thing is that if Pete Rose is going to be banned from baseball for just betting on a game that he was the manager in, I think that if you flat out cheat on this level, then you should get a harsher punishment than just being suspended for a year and being fired. Because you can just get another job and you can just come back a year later. You're basically getting a paid vacation. Yeah. So that's absolute trash as far as I'm concerned. Uh, They should have much stricter punishments than just getting fired and being suspended for a year. That's my random rant. I love it. That has been Random Rants. Random Rants. Random Rants. We'll see y'all in just one second here. All right. Welcome, welcome, welcome back. Mm, We're back, baby. You're back. I've got it back. So do most mammals. So, we are now going to hop into some fun little questions that I have prepared for you. It's like a, you remember like in elementary school where you would have the reading comprehension exams, you read the thing, and then you have somebody ask you a bunch of questions about it. It's going to be like that. It's not trivia, don't worry. Fun. (laughs) That sounds not, it's not a good sell what I just did. Don't you remember the ACT test when you did the reading comprehension? Ooh. Like when you said reading comprehension test, I was like, yeah, great memories. <laughs> my butthole just tightened inside in my like guts and just died. Um, yeah, that was horrible. Okay, so uh, first question. Which character in this movie do you feel like you most relate to and or would be, if you were a theatrical person, most likely to play? The guy in the wheelchair. <laughs> that was so quick you like have thought about this already uh no no i was just like i felt like he was the only one who had like halfway decent sense just and still not but though yeah actually like no one really like really embodied me because the whole time i was sitting there i was thinking to myself this would literally never happen to me <laughs> like like oh, literally God. can you do a good german accent then no no, I, I would just be, it would just be me, just in the wheelchair. This is Barnaby's <laughs> subtle way of saying that maybe he is also a Nazi. Uh, that actually has nothing to do at, at all. He's, he's a Nazi. Because um, Dr. Scott's like a Nazi. Is he? Yeah, they, there's their moment at the table when uh, Frankenfurter says, Oh yeah, Dr. Von Scott. And then in the, like, in the play, he's supposed to be like, They didn't prove nothing. And then like do a Hail Hitler salute. Oh, well, how would I know that? 
You wouldn't. I just told you. Oh, fair um, enough. <laughs> so, but along those same lines, you would never be in this situation, right? No. So, if you were in Brad and Janet's situation, what would you have done? Left the house. Okay, before. <laughs> before. <laughs> where would you go? I would have walked home. I don't like this. Is I'm sorry. You know, like, this is like some, like, I refer to this as like, are you kidding me problems. First of all, when... When greasy, like, you know, like, Igor guy, you know, riffraff, opens <laughs> up the door, and he's like, you two look wet. Like, immediately, Yar the instincts the instincts in my brain, okay, would be like, you know what? I want nothing to do with this. And I would have turned around, and I would have walked away. Stole one of those away. motorcycles. No, I just would have walked away. I'm like, you know what? There's got to be another house somewhere further down the, down the road, and I'll go get their telephone. But and it's then, cold and wet, and you're just plain tired. See, this is the kind of issues that I just don't have. You see, like, I, I, when I watch, like, scary movies and when I watch things like this, like, there's, like, two types of people. There are people who value their lives and there are people who don't value their lives, okay? (laughs) And when I see some crazy people doing crazy stuff, I don't think to myself, you know what? Maybe things will be okay. I think to myself, no, people are crazy. And I'm not waiting around to find out how crazy they actually are. So I'm getting the hell out of here. Would you ever even, would you ever even have gone to the castle to knock on the door in the first place? Oh, yeah. And then if, they, if I saw crazy people doing crazy stuff, I would have left. And when he's like, oh, you should come in. And I'm like, okay. And then if he didn't hand me the phone right away, guess what? I would have left. I would have left immediately when I saw a bunch of crazy people sitting in a room dancing. And they're like, oh, yeah, this is just one of the master's festivities. I'm like, these people are wild. I'm getting the hell out of here. Okay? <laughs> and then meanwhile, listen, I'm going to stop right here. <laughs> no, please continue. Continue. Clearly, you have some feelings about this show. It was just ridiculous. I'm like, like you got this, you got like... You know, like Susan Saran's character. What was her, her name again? Janet. 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 Mm-hmm. So you have Janet, who just has never even like, like lost her virginity before, and like the whole idea of even knocking on someone's house seems strange to her. And then we, she like watches someone get murdered, and she's just like, yeah, whatever. And then she just like has like sex with some <laughs> other guy. She's like, yeah, whatever. And then she has <laughs> sex with another guy right after that. Yeah, whatever. And then so you went from like completely innocent to like. Watching murder and having, like, multiple, like, bouts of, like, sex in the exact same <laughs> night, like, in a random dude's house that you just met. Like, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. Well, Tim Curry, you know, Frankenfurter, he has that power over people. And Rocky, the guy doesn't talk? Well, after she tasted the forbidden fruit, she just wanted more, baby. Yeah, you see? Yeah. Yeah, so you, you asked me what I would do. <laughs> and right. I wouldn't be caught in these situations. What about, like, first first the tire blows on the car? Do you do that? Do you get out and walk and look for help? You do that, though. Listen, if I knew I was miles away from somewhere, sometimes you gotta be like, I guess I'm riding on this rim, okay? Maybe I'll just ride on the rim. The rim's gonna get busted. I'm gonna have to pay for a new for a new rim and probably all the damage I'm doing to you know, the car in the meanwhile. But yeah. guess what? I'm right on this. <laughs> I like that. I'm going to just right on this rim, baby. <laughs> oh, it's going to get busted, but you we're going to get somewhere. Worst case scenario, he was on a dirt road. Let's let's talk about it for what it is. He was on a dirt True. road, okay? It wasn't like he was on concrete. By the time you found concrete, you probably could have flagged out another car. Let's just keep it real. Wait, does a dirt road not hurt your rims as much? It probably wouldn't be as much of an impact as concrete would be. Yeah. 
See, I'm just thinking these things. And like through. it said, that like the, the spare tire tire was in need of air, but how flat was the spare? Do we even try? Listen, all I'm trying to say is I understand that things were a lot harder before the age of cell phones, but I lived before the age of cell phones, and you just figured yeah, things you old. out. You just figured things out, okay? <laughs> I figured things out. They could have figured some things out. I'm not going to some random dude's giant house who says castle. Like, giant house who just is like oh well you people look wet you should come inside <laughs> you Listen, can't get over this wet thing no no because like, first of all i grew up next to a city okay i spent lots of times in cities i'm very familiar with the specimens known as crackheads okay? <laughs> and if someone Man, does if you ever meet richard o'brien and if someone does crackhead level activities in front of me <laughs> i'm not thinking to myself let me hang out with this person <laughs> all right mm-hmm. What would Burnaby do? We definitely answered that. Um, would you want to visit transsexual Transylvania just to see what that's all about? No. No? You're not even interested? No. To see the land they all came from? No. That alien planet? I mean, maybe I'll Google Earth it, but like... Oh my god. <laughs> okay, would you rather live on transsexual Transylvania or in the cold Arctic tundra lands of Russia? Russia. You'd rather live in Russia with no food or water than the elevated and highly sophisticated land of transsexual Transylvania? Listen, in Russia, I know I can escape. If I'm on a different planet, I can't escape. And I see what they do with those death rays, okay? All right, that's a fair point. All right. <laughs> that's all <laughs> okay. I'm trying to say. All right. Those people weren't actually, like, they didn't seem like the nicest people in the world. They just, nah. I mean, I mean, Tim Curry's character just hacked some dude to death with a pickaxe. Yeah. Then he, like, created some, like, being just to have sex with it. And then he killed all the yeah. other minions, and then his minions yeah. killed him. I'm like, you want me to go hang out with these people? See, here's my other thing: like, is like, what okay, is wrong with so you? the phantoms, aka like all the people who are there at the beginning who are doing the dance, yada yada, they leave after the creation is born, right? You don't see them the rest of the movie. No. Why didn't Brad and Janet just leave with them? Like, hey, be like, hey, can I hop on the back of your motorcycle? I'll give you twenty bucks. Another solid point. A point and I've never thought of. of that point until today. I'm like, they, because I was a phantom in one of, we did the show here in Missoula, and I was a phantom. And the phantoms in the uh, the stage production are there for the entire thing. They're like his people. They're they're humans, but they like are his like cult following. And they like, in the in the show, the stage show, they're there till the end. And then I was like, when I was watching the movie, I'm like, God, there is just not very much uh, intricate dancing happening, and the ensemble is pretty weak, and then the ensemble is gone for, like, most of the show. So, yeah, why didn't they just hitch a ride? I don't know. Motorcycles have sidecars. Listen, you mean, you got me. I I was lost after the first ten minutes. I was like, you wouldn't (laughs) catch me in this house. Oh, God. No. Okay, so some more questions. Uh, Would you ever have watched this movie if not for me and this... If not for this podcast. Uh, yes, because I know some people who have been in this show. So, of course, I would watch it at some point. Oh, other than me? Well, no, you said, I mean, but, you know, you said the podcast. So the podcast isn't the oh. only reason I'd watch it. Okay, if, if I didn't make you watch the show, do you think you would ever have watched it in your regular life as a normal human who didn't meet this weirdo me no okay that's good look at me i'm culturing you i'm culturing you like a what's cultured um yeast sure 
Let's, sure. go, let's go with that. Let's go with that instead of the alternative, which could get in down a road. Um, <laughs> let's see here. Uh, what's my other one? Would you ever dress up in drag? No. No? No. Not even a little bit? No. Not even, like, see what it feels like to wear a skirt? No. 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 Barnaby, you're so unadventurous. <laughs> Listen. Barnaby is so straight, <laughs> you guys. So straight. Listen. That he makes the uh, parallelograms jealous. No. No? No. I think maybe. No. Listen. So straight that... I'm going to use him to make lines on my graphs. Like a ruler. Like a ruler. Okay, no. No, you don't think so? No, no, this isn't working. I I think it was great. No, listen, here's the thing. I have no problem with other people doing stuff, like dressing up, you know, this, that, and the other. It's just a question of, like, what excites you. Like, some people, they're like, you know what? You know, Barnaby, would you want to come jump out of a plane with me? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, you know what, man? I respect you. You go jump out that plane, and I'll see you on the ground. (laughs) Dead. (laughs) So I'll be on the ground waiting for you. I'll take pictures, all kinds of crazy stuff. But you're not getting (laughs) me on that plane. You know, so, like, drag, understand that, like, for some people, it excites them. It allows them to express themselves in a different way, this, that, and the other. I ain't mad at you, but that ain't me. I'm not doing it. I'm sorry. All right. All right. Would you ever recommend this movie to a friend and or watch it again? I feel like I'm going to have to watch it again at some point because I feel like I could be wrong because I don't know the history. So you could you can educate me here in a moment. But I feel like this movie, this show had to be really big for the culture. Yeah. And so I feel like with that being said, it probably deserves a rewatch just so that I can get like better educated myself. Because, you know, whenever like a culture is being formed, there's always like, you know, like music and movies and shows and just all all kinds of stuff that like really kind of like bring up the culture. And I feel I was watching this thinking to myself, like getting in my head thinking that like this came out 1975. I'm like. This isn't that strange now, but this was 45 years yeah. ago. Yeah. So, like, I'm like, Most this... Most people hadn't ever even seen much drag, especially not... This is coming out on the heels of, like, reefer madness. You yeah. You know, like, people were scared of thinking that weed was going to make you go see the devil. And then this <laughs> came out a few years later. I couldn't imagine, like, yeah. being in this production. I'm sure you had, like... Like, you know, church, like, leaders in certain parts of the South, like, condemning it. They probably banned this. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know that for sure, but I'm imagining it. They totally did. Actually, I forget. I was reading one of the trivia facts, and I forget what place it was, but they, they actually did ban it. But at that point, already, like, so many people had seen it that it had become, you know, they had already become, like, cult of it, and they, like, found ways to get it. Um, people were, like, obsessed with it when it came out. It is a cult classic. It's... Almost like, I think, what did it, Tim Curry says, it's a rite of passage for a teenager to watch this movie. Um, it's, it's, people are obsessed with it. Pe- they, they show it still. It's the longest running show to be consecutively, year after year, shown in movie theaters. Every single year, movie theaters in around the country show this, and they do the thing where everybody comes in, and they, they bring their props, and they throw rice, and they squirt water guns, and they yell at the screen, or it's a live production, and they do these crazy weird traditions and if you think this is weird if you go see it live 
it is a whole other level of weird. People are throwing, people bring in full hot dogs to eat, and they, like, uh, they bring buttered bread, and they bring, like, it's, there's so many different weird traditions people have for Rocky Horror. It is an insane culture that's built around it. So why do you, what do you think gives it that cult classic vibe, that cult classic standing in uh, modern contemporary American history? You know... Or UK history, whatever. If I'm just... I'm going to try to, like, dissect it from, like, a from like an educational standpoint really quick here. I'm going to assume that whenever something is an original for its culture, no matter what that culture is, like, it just holds, like, once again, that nostalgia factor. You know, like, I feel like people, when they think of Star Wars, like, the reason why they can't, like, ever allow themselves to think that another Star Wars movie is good is because they're all thinking about the first time they watched the original Star Wars. Yeah. And for them... That's the only thing that could ever be quote unquote Star Wars and nothing will ever be as good or even better. And to even think of anything differently is like blasphemy. Yeah. So, you know, like people just get really caught up in like, you know, like, oh my God, I can't I just remember the first time I saw this. And I feel like this is one of those things where like when you watch it for the first time, you probably just get so like taken back by it. You're just like, oh my God, this is amazing. And if you grow up with something, it only just gets reinforced and reinforced and reinforced. Yeah. You know, it's it seems like it was a really big deal. I mean, I don't know for sure. This is my first exposure with it, but it seems like it's a really big deal. It's a very, very monumental big deal. It is huge, and it always has been huge. Now, you know, some people will say, oh, it's just because of the concept, and it was so strange, and people loved it so much. Some people say, oh, it's, uh, you can almost completely attribute it to Kim, Tim Curry's performance is what made it so vibrant and such a, you know, instant... Instantly attractive and uh, forever loved film. Um, but I personally just think, I mean, it is a lot Tim Curry, but even when I see it, you know, it's it's evolved. It's become this this society of just like, we're, people just get to be little weirdos for a night. And they get to go out and they get to dress sexy and they get to scream and get shit-faced drunk and throw things at the stage and just like, it's... It's this whole tradition at this point that you will go out and everybody in the room knows the same things as you and you're all like a community in that aspect and you're all just celebrating some of your fondest memories of this show and watching the show and everybody knows the songs and the songs are good. They legitimately are good. And that's why it's a cult classic because it's a good musical. It's a weird ass plot. But that's what makes it unique, and it had some really great performances in its original uh, conception. So, that will wrap up our review slash whatever of the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Uh, final rating, 1 out of 10. What do you give Rocky Horror? Oh, putting me on the spot like that. You dang straight. You thought I was wrapping it up. You were getting ready to take a siesta. Get in the sauna. I wish we had a sauna. Oh, you know, I am undetermined at the moment. Oh, that's a... Just... Okay, here's the thing. Barnaby is very particular about his rating system. And he does not like to rate things until he is 100% sure. So maybe next episode... At the top, we'll ask him what his official rating is. Yes. So you will just have to wait for it then. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back in just a second. 
to wrap this all up. All right, that is our show for today. Thank you for tuning in to Flip It and Reverse It. My name, of course, is Jasmine Sherman. You can find me on Instagram at the real Jasmine Sherman, not the fake one. And Barnaby, where can they find you on the Instagram machine? You can find me at ask underscore why underscore not, as in the ask why not page. We don't post anything that interesting, but you know you want to check it out anyway. Because why not? You can also find us on Instagram at Flip It and Reverse It to uh, keep up to date with all of our uh, episodes, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, and you know what? Wherever you listen to podcasts, why don't you give us a like, uh, subscription, and a review, and a five-star rating? Because four-star ratings—they're for your butt, and they're for the toilet paper that goes upon your butt. And we don't want them. No, we don't. Um, Seriously, though, we do appreciate all the people who do follow us, who do subscribe, who do leave us like reviews and five star ratings. It definitely helps us. It helps us like find a larger audience. And let's be fair. We want to share this with everyone, like everyone. Yeah. We want to share ourselves with you. Why don't you share us with people, too? Oh, you made this weird. (laughs) What is your final thought for the day? Or should I go first? Do you want me to go first? Uh, Yeah. What's your final thought for the day? My final thought for the day is that sometimes, you know, you go into the grocery store and you think to yourself, I'm only going to buy a couple of things. Then you end up walking out with a bunch of stuff that you didn't mean to walk out with. And then you wonder like two weeks later why you're gaining 10 pounds. Just, you know, like that's, that was the moment that started it, you know? So like sometimes it's okay to make a grocery list. I know that we don't want to seem like we're getting older, but you know, we are and it, it's kind of just what it is. Yeah, you old. We already went over this. You old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, my final thought of the day is that sometimes you accidentally see a coupon in the mail and then you sign up for a meal delivery service and then you realize you have to cook three meals in one week? Who does that? Nobody. And now I'm stressed out. Yeah. So, hello, Fresh. Yeah, if you want to sponsor me, go for it, HelloFresh. But now I'm freaking out. I got to cook. And guess what? You didn't even chop it up for me. I got to chop the vegetable, too. Oh, Come God. on. What am I, Betty Crocker? Yeah, she saw a coupon that said, get nine free meals. And she was like, oh, yeah. And I was like, watch out. Yeah, now there's a bunch of bags sitting in my fridge full of weird ingredients. And I got to cook. Uh, but it's going to be great. I was yeah. supposed to do that tonight. Whoops. Whoops. Anyway, thank you so much for tuning in. We will see you all later. Bye.